Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Uh, now, singing in the shower is a bit of a cliche, but like all cliches, contains a large dollop of truth. Many people do sing in the shower, and one of the reasons for that is that in there, your voice will never sound better. Jim Dunn is Managing Director of iAcoustics, which is an acoustics consultancy. Good afternoon, Jim. Hi, Sean. How are you? So what is it about a shower that the, the oh, acoustics are so good? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, look, at it's the natural uh, uh, interior of a shower, which is all hard surfaces so that the, the water doesn't uh, contaminate the rest of the house. So it's all done for very practical reasons. And it's, it's an offshoot of all of these little quirks that actually creates an environment that's really good for people to... Or people perceive themselves to be good singers when they when they when they let loose in the shower. Okay, so w- w- when the the voice comes out of their mouth, uh, what happens to it in you know when it when it hits all that hard tile around them? Okay, well, basically, I suppose to give you a little bit of the science of the whole thing, sound is an energy, so therefore, energy is is uh, the energy is contained within the room. So when you sing, you release the energy into the space. The space is hard and reflective. So the energy is bouncing around in the room uh, or in the bathroom, and then you're over there singing away, so you're introducing more energy into the room, and it creates this nice uh, reverberant effect. Now, you know, sometimes it, it, it's all a function of the size of the room, uh, which is obviously something that you don't have much discretion over as such. You know, the bathroom is the bathroom. Um, and But the energy gets contained in the space, and it mixes uh, with the... The new energy with you mixes with the old energy in the room, and there you go. Right. Okay. And 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 the does, would that have the effect of making you sound more tuneful? It possibly would. I mean, we all tend to think we all sing in tune um, when we hear it in our own head. So it, it it's not so much that you're more tuneful, but it gives you a sense of strength and power in your voice. Mm. So the kind of bass part of your voice would be stronger. Probably not so much the base, again, and if you had a big enough bathroom, maybe so. It's more the mid-range. We, we, there's, there's certain frequencies in the spectrum where we, where we speak and we sing. And those, once you, they are, they're kind of conducive to, to the t- typical dimensions of a bathroom. And as a consequence, you tend to have a, a more of a resonance in those voice frequencies. That, uh, that, yeah, and there are, there are certainly bass content as well, too, but it's more... It's more the mid-range content that actually is what we're talking about. Okay. So say in recording studios and the like, why aren't they covered in tiles? Why don't they look like showers? Well, <laughs> well yeah, okay. I mean, there, there have been notable recordings which have used bathroom acoustics as part of the, of the process. And I was involved a number of years ago with a studio that was built out around on Boyne and the guys actually built... What essentially looked like a little bunker out in the back field because out there they had a bit of room to do so. And they tiled the room and they put a microphone out there and they put a speaker out there. And then they pumped the sound from the recording studio out into the, uh, into the, into the, into the reverberant space and then listened back to it via the microphone. And they mixed that with the original sound of the voice. Mm. So it, now that's where they did it specifically. But there are other other situations where people you know, have just found a nice natural acoustic that suits their voice. And um, they found that they can use that in recording purposes. And in fact, I, from, I think I remember reading that Paul, Paul, Paul Simon actually plays guitar in the bathroom because it gives him a nice 
tone to the sound of the guitar, and the guitar will be quite similar in spectrum to the voice. So therefore, you can see there's like there's a, an obvious connection between the voice sounding good and, and the guitar also potentially sounding good. Right. Okay. Um, but but I suppose you, you would have recording spaces that are made of different things, so there'll be a different kind of sonic texture to it. Well, well you see, what's happened now is the advent of technology. You don't actually have to record. You don't have to go to that uh, um, particular extent to get a reverb sound on your on your instrument or on your voice, whatever it is. It's all done now in the bowels of your computer. Use and the technique is called DSP, digital sound processing. And you, so people in out there have gone out there and have sampled the reverb in all these big churches and concert halls and. You, you name it, and they're able to bring that back, pop it into a program, and you can say, well, you know what, I want to hear my voice uh, uh, with the sound of this cathedral reverb uh, for me or behind me as such. So all of that stuff has pretty much, um, technology has pretty much surpassed all of that situation as such. So you don't have to go to the extent of building rooms with echoes. Now, and again, also, you, you have to realize if you build a room with one echo and it has got one sound, well, that's it. It's monophonic. It's not one yeah. sound. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, well, there's not much good to you then as such. You know? So the, the whole world has moved on from, from the need to do that type of uh, um, building rooms with different sounds and such. They've all been captured and, and, and uh, turned into programs, and you can just simply dial them up and sort of audition one against the other and decide what one works for you. Yeah, and uh, and that uh, processing sounds like the real thing or close oh, enough to the real yeah. thing? I mean, again, it's like, look, we're living in the golden ages of garage technology. All that's happening is it's getting better and better all the time and more and more available. So, yes, they really have actually got it to that level at this point in time where, you know, okay, <laughs> you may hear the difference between the, you know, the real thing and, and a DSP version of it. But I tell you what, there's not many of us who, who will be able to spot it and it's not likely to cut through on a recording or a broadcast on the radio or what have you. So it's, you know, that's mm-hmm. not a pinch point anymore. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff for audiophiles and, and dogs can hear yeah, the difference, well, perhaps. Well, exactly, exactly. You know, the Golden Ear uh, Brigade and the best of luck to them all. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone says Kate Bush records her vocals in a small stone-built room. Apparently. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Phil Collins, I don't know if you go back in years to Phil Collins, there was a, I think it was the Strong Room Studio in London. And they built this room uh, full of uh, hard surfaces. And, and uh, apparently nobody would use it because the sound was so oh, explosive in it as such. But the, the story goes that Phil Collins was walking down the corridor one day and he, uh, he said, what's in there? And they said, oh, that's a room nobody's using. So he popped his nose in and he stood in the room and he clapped his hands and the sound exploded. He said, that, that's the sound I've been looking for for my drum kit for years. Ah. And is that where, like, that like fo- most famous drum break ever was done? Well, <laughs> I don't know whether that is. I think In the Air Tonight was recorded in there. So it's got that, you know, big explosive uh, yeah. um, percussive sound to it. Uh, you know, certainly um, it, it, it's, it's really, really strong character. So, like, you know, when you're looking at sound, you, you know, you're looking at a, a sort of looking at things like, well, what sounds good in this space and what might sound good over there? And, and you know, so that became the Phil Collins drum sound. Now, it was great if you wanted the Phil Collins drum sound, but it wasn't much good if you wanted a nice, quiet vocal or if you wanted a, 
uh, a yes. harpsichord or a you know piano. Uh, so those kind of rooms are kind of you know they're static. That's yeah. they do what they do, and if that fits, well, you know what, you're on the ball. If it doesn't fit, well, then sure, look, you'll have to find somewhere else to go. Yeah, or install a shower. Exactly. You don't always get baths and bathrooms anymore, do you? Yeah. Now, so the message I'm getting from this is that anyone who's listening to us, you think, God, you know, I can sing. When I'm in the shower of a morning, I'm really knocking it out of the park. Chances are you can't. Well, look, at we, 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 it's it, 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 uh, sort of a, a split decision. You know, you might just be that undiscovered so-and-so, mm. or, or you might not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's, all, it's, all in, it's all in your own head. And, you know, we, we all hear whatever we sound like to the rest of the world, we sound completely different in our own head. And sure, maybe that's all that matters. Yeah, indeed, especially when you have your clothes on as well. That's going to make a difference. Uh, <laughs> Jim, thanks, William, for uh, talking to us today. Jim Dunn is Managing Director of iAcoustics. Uh, that's an acoustics consultancy firm. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.